You are listening to episode number 53 of Wife Teacher Mommy, the podcast. 15 easy ways to engage fast finishers so they're still learning. Wondering what to do with your early finishers? It can be overwhelming when you have some kids who need more and other kids who need more time, but others who are done and bored and causing chaos. So I've got 15 easy ideas that you can implement right away that could keep all your kids learning. you're here listening to Wife, Teacher, Mommy, the podcast today. I'm your host, Kelsey Sorensen, a former elementary teacher turned homeschool mom. Whether you are a teacher or a homeschool parent, my goal at Wife, Teacher, Mommy is to provide you with both teaching ideas and mindset tools to help you live your absolute best teacher life. Be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss an episode. Now let's go. Can you believe that it is almost the end of 2022? We've got like one day left as of when this episode drops. Crazy town. And if you didn't already, be sure to listen to last week's episode. If you're thinking about goals for the new year, last week's episode was my favorite episode I've ever recorded yet. So be sure to check it out. And then also I wanted to remind you that since it is December 30th, our giveaway for our 50 episode celebration ends on Sunday, the first. So we'll be picking a winner on the second and I'll be announcing it on a bonus listener favorite. It'll air either Tuesday or Wednesday, depending on how quickly our team can get it up after the holiday weekend. So I hope that you've had great holidays and I'm excited to dive into all of this. Wanted to remind you also that that prize, if you're like, wait, what is she talking about? If you didn't hear previous episodes, somebody who leaves a review on the podcast will win three things actually. So the first is a custom stainless steel tumbler. So we mail one of these tumblers to every member when they join us as an annual wife teacher, mommy club member, or if they're a current member and they switch their membership to annual. And it has actually, I've got mine right here. It's my, one of my favorite tumblers. It just keeps your drink ice cold and it has our logo on one side and progress over perfection on the other. But their winner of this giveaway is going to get a custom one. So we will engrave your name onto it. And then what, ever phrase you want. This isn't even something we offer. And if you went on to Etsy and tried to find something, I'm sure they charge at least like 30 bucks. Then this winner will also get three months of Wife Teacher Mommy Club. So that is access to our resources up to 50 downloads per month on our current monthly plans and being able to attend all of our coaching calls, all of our events that happen during the time that you are active as a member. You can watch all the replays, access the resources, participate in the group. We've got a great community. So if you're already a member, that will be applied to your current membership. And if you're a new member, we'll give you a code for three months. Super exciting. And then the last thing you'll get is something that I don't currently offer. So I'm working on my life coach certification and I'm super excited to announce that I've already passed some of my calls. It's happening quicker than I thought. 
I'm pretty excited that I seem to be grasping the concepts because it means that I can help all of you so much more. With that said, I'm giving away one of the the winner who wins this for one-on-one 45 minute sessions with me. And this is something I don't even offer right now. Our members in the club very soon are going to have the chance to sign up for some 20 minute sessions, but this 45 minute four sessions weekly dedicated to you is something I don't currently offer. So that is going to go to somebody who wins this giveaway. And to enter, all you need to do is leave a review on Wife Teacher Mommy, the podcast, which I think the platforms that allow it are Apple Podcasts is the usual one. I think Audible and Amazon might also allow it. Um, so leave a review, take a screenshot and email it to us at hello at wifeteachermommy.com or DM us at Wife Teacher Mommy. And if you listen on Spotify and you're just like, I don't know how to leave a review on these other platforms, we've got you. We still want you to enter. Just email us or DM us and tell us why you're loving the show. And we'll make sure you get entered that way too. Okay. So I'm excited to dive into the topic of fast finishers today because um, I feel like this is something that a lot of teachers struggle with and even the students in the class. And I even think back to when I was a student in the classroom, actually, and I was one of those students who would finish quickly and I would get bored. And that would lead to sometimes chatting, even though I was like an A student and I hated to get like reprimanded or anything like that. So I feel like it's sometimes a challenge for these students who are in that situation, but then it's challenging as a teacher because you're like, well, these other students, they still need to be able to get, have the time to get their work done. And then what do I do with all these other kids? Because you don't want to like start the next thing. So I've got 15 ideas for you today. And also I want to mention, um, you know, I just came in right now from homeschooling my children. So right now I'm homeschooling my third grader and my first grader. Pretty soon we'll get to start with my three-year-old doing some preschool stuff. Although we'll probably send him to a preschool. Our kids do kind of a charter where they go to some school and then we do some at home. It's, it's actually really great. I love it. But This actually applies to homeschool too, because even when I'm working with my own children, I want the other children to not be distracting my child who I'm working with. So a lot of these things apply to the homeschool environment too. So if you're one of our homeschool parents listening, this episode will apply to you as well. Um, A lot of times they do talk in teacher terms because more of our listeners are classroom teachers at this point. But I want you to know that this does apply to you too, because I I use it in my own family and these are things that I would use in the classroom as well. Okay, so 15 ideas. These are still educational, some in a variety of different ways. They're all going to be engaging the brain. Some are going to be more strictly educational, some more kinesthetic. And we picked things that would be easy for you because I don't want to add more to your plate. I don't want you to be like, oh, there's so much more that I need to do because now you're just telling me 15 more things I need to do. And that's not the case. Like if you could just grab one from here and you're like, okay, I can handle that. That's all that I want from you. You can take whatever you would like from this episode, but basically we don't want to make it more work for you. We just want to give you ideas that actually make less work for you because your students are engaged. Okay. So the first one is having open graphic organizers that you can be used with a book. Now, I know a lot of you for your fast finishers, you tell them to get out a book and read. And that is a great thing to do. But sometimes, like, especially if the kids are doing it basically for everything, (laughs) like, so throughout the day, they're just being told, get out a book, get out a book, get out a book. There are ways that we can make 
getting out a book more engaging. So with that, you could have graphic organizers that aren't specific to any book, like not comprehension questions where they're for just one specific passage that can be used just one time. But like, hey, I have this graphic organizer that's about text questioning or about making connections or about visualizing or about summarizing or synthesizing or, you know, whatever, wherever your students are at so that they can use it and then they can switch which skill they're working on each time. And then um, they can be reused too. So then you can like switch out the graphic organizer each time. So it can like work on one skill one time and then another skill another time. And then the, they can also be reused. You can like cycle through them. So let's say you have like five or six or seven different skills. Then like once they've used them all, then they go back to the first one and then they're filling it out for a different book or like a later chapter in the chapter book, depending on if they're reading chapter books. And we have lots of options for these in our 36 weeks of reading comprehension skills. So I'll make sure to link to those in the show notes. But I love those because they can just be used anytime. They're really open-ended. You can use them for fast finishers. They're great for that. They're also great for like morning work or whatever. Today we're talking fast finishers. So definitely recommend for that. Okay, so for the second one, and I kind of alluded to this in the first one, but you can have actually specific reading passages with questions too. So you can have passages that you print out and have the questions to go with it. And ones that aren't necessarily ones that you're planning on grading or doing together as a whole class, but just if you have extras. So like if, for example, if you're a club member and you have access to having all of our 36 weeks of the regular reading passages, and then you have all of our monthly passages, maybe you select a couple of the monthly passages each month, like two of them are ones that are just out for your fast finishers and they can pick that passage and do that. And obviously this would work with any passages, not just ours, but make sure the topics are engaging and that you're able to mix it up and having them differentiated. So you can have different levels so the kids can do the ones that are appropriate to their level are also a good, that's also a really great idea. So I would recommend making sure whatever passages you use, that they are differentiated and you can let them choose which topic they would like to read about on their level. So our passages will allow you to do that. We have a great variety. So definitely check ours out. But um, there are lots of great ones out there too. And if you listen to episode, oh, I can't remember which number, but it's the one that I talked about eight tips for choosing high quality reading materials. I talk a lot about reading passages in there. So be sure to check out that episode on the podcast. Okay, so number three idea for fast finishers is backward story problems. Now these are really fun. So you start by telling kids that they're going to be solving a story problem backwards. So after they give you a little, huh, what do you mean by that? <laughs> Tell them they're going to be given an answer. So like a number. So let's say the number is 16. Okay. And they'll need to come up with a story problem question that leads to that answer. So they're kind of doing it backwards. So first they'll write down as many equations as they can think of that would lead to that answer. So for 16 might be 15 plus one or four times four or 26 minus 10. Like think of as many questions as they can that would lead to that answer. Next, they can brainstorm some topic ideas for their problem, including who and what. So who are some people who could be in this story problem and what might they be doing? Then once they have that equation, the who and the how, they'll take that and put it into story problem format. So they'll have the problem, they'll write the problem where it's like, okay, so I'm gonna do 15 plus one and we're gonna say it's about Hannah. And we're going to say that Hannah is building a sandcastle and she wants to put seashells on it. She has 15 that are blue and one that is, I mean, I've never actually found a blue seashell on a beach, let's say black. So she has 15 that are black and one that is brown. So let's say that she has those 15 plus one is 16 seashells. So they kind of have the equation and kind of have the story behind it. Then they'll write that short story that incorporates the problem. So they put together the who, the what, the problem into that story. And then they can illustrate the story too. So it's super fun. It really gets their, them being creative and thinking about math. 
So I just love this. And we have templates for this in our 36 weeks of backwards story problems that will kind of walk them through it because then you don't have to be there standing there telling them how to do it and what to do. Because if this is a fast finisher activity, then you might be helping the students who are still working on their work. So if you have something to guide them through this process, that can be really helpful. So I will link to our 36 weeks of backwards story problems in the show notes. Okay, number four is engaging writing prompts. So it's always a fun idea to get our kids writing and doing a variety of different types of writing. So we would love to have them do like some narrative writing. Um, So some examples of this would be like, um, write a story about a circus performer who runs away to work in an office or the awful vacation, write a story about a family on the worst vacation ever. Informative is another category we want kids to write about. So they could like describe a bad habit they have now and how they think they could break it. Or they could... They were hired to build a birdhouse. Describe how they would design the birdhouse. Then they could write about opinion writing. So if you had to lose one of your five senses, which would you choose to lose and why? Or another one could be, which of the seven dwarves, Doc, Happy, Bashful, Sleepy, Sneezy, Grumpy, or Dopey, are you most like? (laughs) That's a fun one. And then some descriptive writing examples would be like, describe the most boring day you've had, but make it sound exciting. Or describe the strangest meal you've ever had. And these writing prompts, they're designed to be spread out. They can be used throughout the week or done all at once, depending on your needs. So you can, if you use our 36 weeks writing prompts, we have them already done for you, but you could just come up with tons of ideas like those ones I named too. And your fast finishers could just pick a prompt that sounds the most interesting to them and write on a piece of scratch paper. Or if you use ours, we have awesome graphic organizers that you can use for that. Okay, number five is online learning enrichment activities. And kids tend to get really excited when they get to do this, when they get to like use the iPad or go to the computer or whatever technology that you have in your classroom. With our kids charter we do, our kids get access to Lexia, which is for reading and ST math, which is like puzzle solving. But there are lots of different great sites and things that you can do. There's one that's called a Google a day, which is a daily game that challenges students to practice finding information on the internet. And I think this is so fun. Uh, because we know the importance of being able to research and digital literacy in today's world and how much students need to know how to find correct information on the internet. Mathopolis is another idea. So it's like a daily math question for grades two through high school. And they can go back to previous questions. And it's great to challenge students who need to challenge themselves with high level math. Quizlet is another one where you can create vocab lists for your students and they can choose different quizzes and games to practice on the vocab list. At Puzzle, you can pick videos with so many different websites or upload your own. Then you insert questions into the video for students to answer and you can set it so that students can't move on until they get the questions correct. Questions can range from multiple choice to true, false, or long or short answers. You can also create a web quest or a quest garden. These are fun question-driven activities that you can create and that your students can use the internet to find their answers. It's another great way to have them practice their research skills. Okay, another one is the iCivics games. iCivic has lots of great US civics lesson plans. And our team member Megan used to use those with her students to play fun games to learn about the United States and how government works. And they can create a law firm, learn about the powers of the three branches of government, try to pass a bill into law, or even run for president. So I think this would definitely be for older students, but it sounds like such a great website. I'm really glad that my team member Megan told me about that. And the last one I have to share with you is National Geographic Daily Geo Quiz. Each day, National Geographic offers six new questions every day about geography. And these are great, especially if you're preparing for a geography bee. And it's a great way to kind of fit more social studies in, right? Because as we've talked about on some past episodes, like social studies research, one we just re-aired, a lot of times social studies gets neglected. So this is a great way to kind of work it back into your regular routines. 
yeah, so those are just some really fun ideas that you can use for your online learning enrichment activities. And I will link to all of those in the show notes. Okay, so idea number six to challenge fast finishers is a 100 word activity. So this is a great critical thinking challenge. You can assign each letter of the alphabet a point value such as A is one point, B is two points, C is three points, and so on. And you can have them somewhere in the classroom so students can see like the letters and their point value. And then students will pick words to total in points to try to find a word that totals 100 points. So for example, like teacher would be 60 points, education would be 92 points, etc. And you can make this into a fun classroom challenge to see how many 100 point words the class can find. And then you could like publish those. Such a fun idea. I feel like we should put together some kind of printable for that. We'll add that to our list to add to the club and to our TPT. Idea number seven to challenge fast finishers is a Play-Doh station. Now this one may not be for every teacher or classroom if you have the space because it can get a little messy, but you can set up a Play-Doh station. And I really don't think this even can only needs to be for younger classrooms. I know that's the general thinking is like Play-Doh. Oh, that's like preschool, kindergarten, first grade. But I feel like all children would get super excited about this and it's tactile. You could even have them do spelling words with Play-Doh. Um, you can have challenge cards available such as build your house or make your favorite animal. And they'll just love having that chance to play, especially those younger ones really do need that chance to play as they're learning. But the older ones, like I mentioned, they can totally benefit from that too. Okay, so idea number eight is color by number. So we love color by number at Wipe Teacher Mommy. And it doesn't have to be like just, you know, seven is green, but you can have like math problems. You can have color by word. Um, we have some great pre-made options for you in our ready-to-go sub plans for pre-K, kindergarten, and first grade. But then we also even have some for older grades in our, I believe they're in our monthly sub plans and definitely in like snow day packets and a lot of our other resources too. So color by number is an awesome resource for challenging fast finishers. Okay. So idea number 10 is journal writing. And I feel like this is like a lost skill. A lot of times in our, um, in our world where we're just so busy and go, go, go all the time, but journal writing and just kind of writing how your day is going, what you did, it can help us like solidify our memories because we think we'll remember things. Like it's kind of like, I've been telling my husband recently, it's like, oh, there are things that when your kid is currently doing it, you're like, there's no way I'll ever forget this. They say that all the time, or they do this all the time. And then later you do forget. And then something either, whether it was a journal entry or a picture or a video, you see it again. You're like, oh my goodness, I totally forgot about that. So I feel like journal writing is a great way for students to kind of write about what they're doing, what they're doing in third grade or whatever grade level they're in and how they're feeling, who their friends are like, and then it helps them with their writing. So I feel like that is another great thing that they can do when they're done with their work. And kind of related to that, number 10 is to write a letter. Um, I feel like, again, another lost skill because a lot of times we use the internet or texting. When we do that, we don't pay attention to like the format, like having the dear whoever, and then like writing the, all the different parts of the letter, right? So with that, you can have students practice writing letters and they can write thank you letters, which is great because that ties in writing and the parts of a letter and gratitude all together. So we have some awesome templates for you that you can also check out in our writing prompts for letter writing. And they're also in our ready to go sub plans too. Okay, idea number 11 to challenge fast finishers is directed drawing. So your students or children will love learning to draw each object using easy to follow directions it's like really tactile for them and helps with their like pencil grip if they're learning that or just, you know, their artistry. Like art is important too, not just the core subjects. So once they finish their drawing, they can complete sentences or write a story about their drawing. And 
So they get that writing in too. And we have tons of directed drawings in Wife Teacher Mommy Club. We have monthly themed ones and then we have some fairy tale ones. And there we have a calendar one where they get to like do, there's a picture to go with each month. And then at the end, it creates a calendar, which is great for sending home for like a holiday gift or at the beginning of the year, at the end of the school year that students can create that and then give it to their parents or guardians at home. So we love that one. These are all exclusive to Wife Teacher Mommy Club members. So if you're a member, be sure to go download those. If you're not, we would love for you to join us. The doors aren't always open. If you go to wifeteachermommyclub.com or just our website, you can look there to find out and either join the waiting list or you might be able to request an invite for one of the limited spots while the doors are closed. Okay, so idea number 12 is to challenge fast finishers with a research project, with a topic of their choice. And we talk a lot about this on the episode of the podcast about five ways to skyrocket your students' research skills. So I'm not going to go super in depth on it, but if you have students kind of pick a topic that they want to research about and kind of start working on their research journal when they're done with their work, that is a great way to do it. And definitely check out episode five on that. And also we just re-aired it too. So you shouldn't even have to scroll that far to find it. So it was a listener favorite, one of our top episodes. So be sure to check it out. Now, idea number 13 is you having math or language arts board games or card games available for students to do. There are lots of fun ones on Amazon and my kids. And I think I know I mentioned these on the podcast before, but they're still loving sums in space and dinosaur tracks. Sums in space, they do addition and subtraction. And then dinosaur tracks, it's all about place value. And we also have printable games in all our monthly sub plans and many of our resources actually in my teacher mommy club. And they're so fun to have them themed for holidays and the cards are mixed up. You can practice math facts, vocab words, language arts concepts, and you can just print them out. So that's nice. It's a lot cheaper. Okay. So idea number 14 is to do a puzzle. Puzzles are really good for the brain. And I want to share something that I found when I was Googling. So working on a puzzle reinforces connections between brain cells. It improves mental speed and it's an effective way to improve short-term memory. They increase the production of dopamine, which is probably a term you've heard before. It's a chemical that regulates mood, memory, and concentration. And it's released with every success as we solve the puzzle. So these are a great thing to do when there is a break and super easy for you. Like all you have to do is make sure that you have puzzles on hand and that the students know where to go grab one. And our last and final tip is fixing sentences. And this is great grammar and writing practice all in one. And to make it fun, because this can kind of feel like a monotonous task, have them get out a red marker and mark the sentences up as if they're the teacher. You can tell them like, Hey, this is like, pretend you're the teacher and you're grading on these sentences. And then they can rewrite the sentence correctly. And we have a full year of fixing sentences ready to go for you with our 36 weeks of fixing sentences. So be sure to check those out. We'll link to those in the show notes. Okay. So let's recap all 15 ideas really quick. So number one was a graphic organizer with a book. Number two was reading passages with comprehension questions. Number three was backward story problems. Number four is engaging writing prompts. Number five is online learning enrichment activities. Number six is that hundred word activity. Number seven is a Play-Doh station. Number eight, color by number. Number nine is journal writing. Number 10 is writing letters, especially thank you letters. Number 11 is directed drawings. Number 12 is working on an assigned research project. Number 13 is a math or language arts board game. Number 14 is a puzzle. And number 15 is fixing sentences. And as I mentioned, lots of these we already have ready 
ready to go for you. Like I said, at the beginning of this podcast, we want it to be super easy for you. We don't want it to feel like it's another thing on your plate. So I will link to those in the show notes. And if you're a member of the club, be sure you've logged into your club account so you can download the activities and make good use of your club experiences. I love that you're able to just download all those resources, make use of them in the classroom and also attend all of our calls and events. Like, oh, I just, I love all of our members. So most of the activities though, if you're not a member are also on our shop and teachers pay teachers. Now, if you found anything useful in this episode, be sure to leave a review and email it to us at hello at wifeteachermommy.com or DM us at wifeteachermommy on Instagram. You'll be entered to win the four one-on-one life coaching sessions, three months of Wife Teacher Mommy Club, and that custom stainless steel tumbler with your name and whatever saying you would like on it if you are chosen as the winner. So that will be announced early next week, either January 3rd or 4th, 2023. Now stay tuned for next week's episode. I have an interview with Brittany Blackwell from The Resilient Teacher all about the stress cycle, which is a super fascinating concept. And I cannot wait for you to listen to this interview. So make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss it. Bye-bye. If you're enjoying this podcast, be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you're ready to take the next step with me, then you are going to love Wife Teacher Mommy Club. Our top selling resources for pre-K through sixth grades have been used and loved by tens of thousands of teachers. And the club gives you one-click access to all of them to meet the needs of every child you teach while saving tons of time. Plus, you'll have our certified life coach in your back pocket with several monthly workshops and an Ask a Coach portal you can use 24-7. The combo of resources and coaching is our secret sauce to your best teacher life. Think of my team and I as your personal team, doing the lesson planning for you and on the sidelines coaching you and cheering you on as you focus on what you do best, impacting the children you teach. Plus, if you're loving this podcast, You'll also have access to our private podcast just for members, where I continue the conversation with all of our guests with members-only bonus episodes. And don't forget the club VIP access to Educate and Rejuvenate, our summer conference, and our private Facebook community full of like-minded educators supporting each other. You do so much for everyone else, so it's time to invest in yourself. Your teacher friends' jaws will drop when they see just how quickly you finish your planning. Not to mention the glow of the happier, more fulfilled you. Head on over to wifeteachermommyclub.com to learn more.